0: So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello, and welcome to Fire in the Valley. Today we have Cody Warner. Welcome.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: You've literally just landed in from the U.S. of A. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs>
0: it's like you are fresh, yep. red-eyed. The whole thing—four, five, yep. five o'clock this morning. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Of course. So give us a bit of background. Who are you? Where do you come from?
1: Yeah. I come from Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. uh, in the United States. I am a video video creator. I'm a classically trained filmmaker, actually. So I I went to film school, which is unlike a lot of the people who make videos on, on YouTube because video, especially in its current form, is just this it's something that you can pick up, learn, like you have an eye for it or a desire for it and you can just do it yourself so well. And I'm so impressed by, and just like follow, you know, and learn from these people who have never been trained, never been classically trained at all. But I'm kind of a weird, you know, I'm kind of an outlier then because I'm I'm on YouTube, but I'm a, I am a classically trained filmmaker. Um, is
0: is there a, Sort of the classic filmmakers sort of almost shun YouTube. Is that such a thing? Or?
1: Yeah. So I think it goes all of the different directions it's that like you could. Like snowboarders be
0: versus skiers type <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
1: right. Right. <laughs> I mean, and and I'd say YouTubers are much more accept. Uh, ex, YouTubers are much more accepting of a classically trained filmmaker. Okay. Whereas a classically, you know, you can sometimes see them in the comment sections where they're talking about like. Well, a true filmmaker would never use autofocus, or <laughs> um, you know, just just kind of um, that's not film. That's sure. not filmmaking. And you know, I, I very much disagree. I'm a big uh, media, and the types, the forms, and types of media, and how we consume media are constantly changing and evolving. Sure. You know, we we're talking about TikTok for like the majority of the ride here mm-hmm. from Dublin to Belfast. So. Yeah. And, and that's you know one-minute short comedy pieces that are shot vertically. You know, mm. it's like no one would ever have called that, or even wanted to talk about that as um, film media. But that's where we are right now.
0: Mm, sure, sure. So take us back. I mean, yeah. You know what? What were you like as a kid? I mean, were mm-hmm. you are we always in the digital stuff, or where does this all come from?
1: Um, I yeah, so I didn't start out in digital stuff. I grew up on a farm. I started out just running around, exploring, having adventures. Okay. You know, um, I have two older sisters, so I learned how to uh, I learned how to talk about <laughs> my feelings uh, fairly early on, okay. which is something that I that I really appreciate about my upbringing. Um, yeah, and then when I got into middle school, I started skateboarding. We started recording, uh, you know, skate videos. Sure. And that's when I first touched the camera and started to fall in love with video creation. Um, it kind of evolved into me just making these little recap videos of my friends. And then when I graduated from high school, uh, went, since I'm traveling abroad, made a bunch of videos hmm. out of that experience. And uh, uh, during that, my dad was like, so are you gonna to go to college or not? And I said, um, if I can study film, then yeah. And okay. so I, I went to school, studied film, and um, yeah, that was kind of how I got into this industry.
0: How was that taken? I mean, I take it, this, is there anyone in film in your background, or is this a complete diversion?
1: Yeah, uh, no, not that I know of, um, yeah, I'd say, you know, my family has always been, is very accepting and open-minded to, mm. you know, any sort of career cool. path. But no, I wasn't, um, my sister did end up marrying a director and producer and writer. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, a, it's around, but in my family, no, there wasn't someone who was in this industry before me.
0: Okay, that's cool. So you entered film college, how was that?
1: It was, it was good, you know, learned a lot of concepts, it's very expensive, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know the connections that I made there. I met my wife there. You know I had so many. F- I have so many fun memories from sure. my time in in uh, university that, um, you know, very worth it. I would never downplay that or want to change that. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, learned learned a lot of the theory and um, you know the tech that we were learning at the time. Sure. Um, is completely obsolete now. You know, we we're okay. we we're shooting in SD, The we we're shooting with different sensors, we we're shooting with... Uh,
0: so what did you start off with then? What were you, were you still on the tail end of the DVDs? Of
1: stuff? tapes, yes, yeah. so even, even yeah, before yeah. that. Wow. So like mini, I had... I didn't I want sort of, to
0: insult your age. No, either.
1: no, yeah, I'm, I'm 33, okay. so I had <laughs> high eight tapes and then we went to mini DV tapes and then there was some mini disc stuff in there but that was like, that was pretty short lived and then... Uh, you know, thankfully, we transitioned to SD cards eventually.
0: Mm. Life's a lot easier now. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of that's the, well, it's good and bad, I suppose. You, you've there's no limit to what you can shoot.
1: Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, without limitations, it can get really hard to be like, all right, well, how do I narrow it down? Yeah.
0: Sure, sure. So, I mean, did you did you feel a passion, or did you feel, I mean, a fire in your belly at that point?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I just just thinking back on it, right? Like, my passion has always been for adventure, living a story, living a great story, Um, even from the time that I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, video for me, and I think the reason that I fell in love with it when we started making those skate videos was it's a way to tell those stories and share them. Um, Especially then when the internet came along, Mm -hmm. it's it's a way to share them. So, um, yeah, I mean the passion I think for me was always there. It was, passion for a fun life of adventure and then filmmaking is a way to be able to live that life and Make money on that life and share that life.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, that makes a lot of sense So were you you were you blogging all the way through or when did that sort of start for you?
1: Yeah, so that didn't start um you know, like I said, I was making recap videos, mm. but which is very similar to a vlog, but uh, just never turned the camera on myself. I think one of like the more core pieces of vlogging is that, like at some point, you're going to be addressing the camera, you're going to be, sure. um, you know, turning it at yourself. So I was pointing it at all my friends and having experiences that way, but. Um, yeah so I started watching um, one of the most well known vloggers in the world mm-hmm. uh, his name's Casey Neistat. Mm-hmm. really loved this stuff just loved loved it in both uh, I just like this I enjoy it but also very intrigued by it and and really from the beginning, probably because I was classically trained as a filmmaker sure. started analyzing this as like is the is this some new form of filmmaking that I haven't been um, you know introduced to before sure and uh, watched almost all of his stuff. He was a daily vlogger, and just was really inspired by it. And from the very beginning of that, this was when I was, uh, I guess I would have been thirty-two. Um, from the very beginning of that, I thought that that's something that I could do mm. and w- would be good at. You know, I like from the beginning, but I didn't, I just kind of sat on that for um, about two years. And then at the end of those two years, I was reading this motivational quotes book and uh, the guy, the author Grant Cardone said in one of his quotes, if there's something that you know you need to do, quit thinking about it and do it. And uh, for me, immediately vlogging popped into my head and um, I started my daily vlog about two weeks after reading that.
0: Mm. That's, so I mean, did, was ground someone you were following or was it just?
1: Yeah, so I had read, I owned a video production company okay. and I had started reading, you know, business books, motivation books, that sort of thing. Mm. So I had read uh, his one book called The 10X Rule. Mm-hmm. I Great think book. Two, two or three times before, maybe a year before that. Mm-hmm. And so I started getting into more of his stuff, like "Seller Be Sold." I was in sales for my company. Okay. "Seller Be Sold," and uh, if you're not obsessed, you're average, or you know a lot of them. And then there's this all very f-
0: subtle titles, yeah, yeah, just <laughs>
1: super subtle, you know, chill, layback guy, right? Yeah. Um, but this motivational quotes book, you know, it's just like all this gathering of things that he had said in these little mm-hmm. snippets
0: that sure. picked it up. So in that gap, so you went through college, mm-hmm. university. Um, what then what what happened in between
1: yeah so in between you know I I liked freelance video I liked the idea of of filming weddings Um, but I just really you know I had a bunch of college debt Mm -hmm. and was totally comfortable trying kind of the normal nine to five life, you know? And okay. so I started uh, fundraising actually, I was a development officer for the college that I graduated from. Okay. And I did that for two and a half years and just by the end of it, um, could 100% tell, that I am not a type. I'm not the type of person who fits well into somebody else's system. I'm the type of person who creates systems and mm-hmm. implements my own systems or helps other implement my own systems. I'm a. I'm much more of a innovator when it comes to systems than I am um, an executor. I'm an idea person as opposed to a okay. um, follower. And okay. and so I. Uh, <coughs> I just was doing horribly at that job. <laughs> Even though it was it was up my alley, you know, it was like a lot of talking to people, a, g- a fair amount of travel, um, you know, just like having dinners with people primarily. Sure. And it was something that I should have been good at, but I don't think the, you know, the passion for it wasn't there. I was feeling very sort of, mm-hmm. I want to be out there creating things, creating my own ideas, not implementing somebody else's. Mm. And uh, so I just, my heart wasn't in it.
0: Sure, sure. So from that, then you went, did you go straight into the vlogging at that point? Or?
1: Yeah, no, um, so there was a, there would've been a three year gap in between there. After I left that, yeah. um, I started freelance, doing freelance video, and mm-hmm. then I um, was doing some freelance sales as well very quickly partnered up with two, uh, two people that I graduated from school with, actually, and after about a year, and we started a video production company where we started primarily doing wedding videos, and sure. then year two, um, we were primarily doing commercial videos, and then th- year three and four, uh, we were really growing the commercial side of the business.
0: Sure. So what did that teach you?
1: A lot. Uh, business teaches you everything yeah, right sure. I, I didn't have a business degree you know I didn't really have any training in sort of mm. in sort of business which is something that now whenever filmmakers or film students come to me and they're like you know what should I be focusing on now I'm like business focus <laughs> on business um, because there, I think there's a lot of very practical stuff you can learn in business school sure. that is like gonna be the same uh, you know an, an, in, an income report or a uh, uh, a balance sheet is going to be the same sure. now as it is in 10 years, um, or at least the concept will be there. So,
0: um, but as a creative, how does that sit with you? Is that
1: Yeah, so for me, it's, you know, it's, it's part of creation. Business is part of creation. I love, okay. um, I, I'm a, I am a self-identified salesman. You okay. know, I love selling things. I love getting people excited about what we can do. Um, together you know and and how I'm gonna take your money and what we're gonna make with it okay and and so I uh, you know for me that is that is part of creativity that's part of creation and it's very it works in my mind very similar to the, the same way when I pick up a camera and I'm trying to create um, a story or a video piece or a
0: message mm. Oh, okay so do you still have the, the production company? You...
1: No. So at the end of 2018, mm-hmm. I had been I had been daily vlogging for like uh, 278 days or something like that. And my business partners, I was actually here in Belfast. Okay. I was here in Belfast. I was on top of a roof um, with a couple uh, friends. As you do. As you do. <laughs> and uh, I got a text um, or a Slack message actually from one of my business partners, and he said hey, when you get back, instead of having a financial meeting, because we had a meeting with one of our financial planners um, on Tuesday, let's have a founder's meeting. And I looked up at my friends and I said, I'm pretty sure my partners want to buy me out. Okay. And I got back and then sure enough, that was it. And so we had had sort of... Um, a, a difference in visions um, mm-hmm. starting earlier that year, where I wanted to focus more on what I call vlog style video, which is just more scrappy, kind of raw video, okay. and they wanted to continue to focus on more highly produced commercial video. Okay. And um, which there's a lot of value in that as well. Sure. And so we just had a difference of, of vision, and we decided, um, you know, that sort of progressed, right? Yeah. And then. It kind of came to a head, I think, in that conversation. It's like we do have different visions. Maybe this this does make a, a good amount of sense that you know we would uh, we'd kind of part ways or or negotiate a buyout. So um, we negotiated a buyout very quickly. I think it was um, a month and a half, maybe, after that meeting. Cool. And I was uh, I was bought out of that company.
0: Cool. Yeah. Good. A good decision.
1: Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And you know they're. We're still great friends. The cool. three of us are great friends, and and uh, you know it's just really fun to now see what that business has been doing since I have not been a part of it. You yeah, know, it's yeah, a, it's, yeah. a, it's all just a really uh, kind of kind of feels a bit like a child. You know, the business yeah. is like a child, and it's like Don't oh, look, the child the child's <laughs> off and flying. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and and the opportunities that I've gotten through mm. my YouTube channel and. Um, and you know, the businesses that I've gotten to work with and, and all of that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah, I think very good on, on both sides.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. So really, so at that point then you're vlogging full time. hmm
1: Yeah. Yep. So just making videos for YouTube. Yeah. Um I was still doing some occasional what I call client work where it's hmm. like, you know, it's not gonna live on my YouTube channel, it's gonna live somewhere else. Sure. Um and I'm I'm doing a lot more of that now. I, I had an epiphany at the end of 2019 where I realized it's killing me creatively to only be creating for myself. Mm. I like I like the challenge of um, and almost the distraction of having to take someone else's vision and turn that into some creative, okay. you know, creative video. So. Um, I was and gonna then, say, are
0: you cause some people are originators, they come up with the original idea, other people are fixers of other people's ideas. Yeah. You know, and
1: I'm yeah, I think we, you know, as business owners, we often live in both worlds, right? Yeah, sure. But um yeah, I'd say I'm much more of an originator. Sure. And then I, I can get into that I can get into that fixture mindset if I if I'm asked.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you find so doing that that mix up client work, your own work, etc., yeah. you know, that's that's just something you know, I mean, is, is, what you said is your passion.
1: Um, sure. No, I'm, I, I, yes, I'm passionate about it. But um, it's the that's the stuff that makes money, right? Okay, sure. The thing that the core passion there is the ability to tell stories well.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: That's what I'm. That's what I'm pursuing. I want to be, you know, I want to master storytelling.
0: Because I was quite curious. I mean, that you. Very strong language in saying I love selling, yeah, and I love getting people excited. You yeah, know, strong language there, which yeah. is great. You know, it's lovely to see it. Um, so I was just wondering how those two combine into what you're doing. Yeah, now.
1: they're married. You know, yeah. it's like I, for me, sales and 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 creativity, um, what I call creation, which is what I just, I just mean video making. Okay, they're just so they're so enmeshed with each other sure. um, because everybody who wants to get something done needs some amount of money to get it done or or some amount of resources maybe they just need time you know maybe they just need like three years to be able to follow somebody with an iPhone to tell a story right sure but um, they need some amount of resources and so I love I love bringing together those resources and those ideas to help make those things happen you know playing whatever role I can in there
0: okay so what I mean, what, what, where do you go for creative ideas, and really, where, where do you get into flow state? I suppose. Is- flow state. Mm. Um, There's two things. One is how do you trigger an idea, and two, flow state.
1: Yeah. So I have ADHD, which means that I think about a lot throughout <laughs> the day. Um, so I have a, a note, you know, a notes app. Mm-hmm. Evernote, and in there right now, I think it has fifteen hundred uh, ideas for videos, wow. right? And so that they just, you know, when a video idea comes into my mind, yeah. I'll just jot it down. Sure. And um, what, what's crazy is like even when I was daily vlogging, so every day I needed a new video idea, and people would always ask, "How do you get ideas?" Like I just I ran out of ideas. Um, even when I was daily vlogging, I would I would hardly ever, maybe three times in the whole year. Um, did I refer to the list and choose an idea off the list okay every morning I felt like almost because of having a list because of knowing like okay I've got this safety net that sure. I can fall back on a new idea would be there so, you know some idea to make a, a new video about right oh, okay um, so yeah I'm, I'm incredibly inspired by um, by the world around me, you know, just mm. be getting out. I'm not a, if I'm the t- type of person that if I stay at home for too long or if I stay inside and like uh, secluded, oftentimes it happens when you're editing, right? It, it, you, I can get, I can get into a funk for sure. But when I'm out and about, um, you know, I, d- I just feel like everything is sort of triggering ideas in my mind sure. and uh, yeah, so I go outside, I go outside for ideas.
0: Walking, stretching. Yeah,
1: walking, exercising, hanging out with friends, getting coffee. um, You know, riding around the city, whatever.
0: Showers? Do showers work?
1: Oh yeah, showers. Showers are great. (laughs) They
0: seem to be an infamous place for great ideas. You you can't you
1: can't create a good idea. You can't (coughs) make something happen without first taking a
0: shower. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants a dirty idea. (laughs) Right, right. So I mean, uh, and in terms of, I'm just curious. I mean, sleep. How's sleep for you? Is that? Yeah, sleep.
1: um, So my year of daily vlogging was it was a horrible year of sleep. Um, (laughs) I would I would shoot during the day and then I'd go to sleep and then I'd wake up early in the morning in order to get the video done to put out that day. And so I was probably getting on average like five hours of sleep I would say a night, which um, I love sleep, I'm a huge sleeper. Um, I could probably sleep 10 hours a day if I was able to, you know, Um, I can fall asleep anywhere, I can can take a nap right here on the floor, you know, it's (laughs) like I I love sleep. So that was really hard for me, that was probably the most wearing part of that project that year-long project Mm. Um, now I sleep a lot more and I think I think it's you know I'm probably averaging seven and a half hours um, a night now and I think sleep is a crucial part of creativity I really think that you know when your brains running on all cylinders and it has time to decompress at night while you're asleep you know unconsciously um, that's the foundation for being able to do what you want to do and get stuff done
0: sure sure do you find i mean i'm just curious about the adhd i've I've adhd myself and it's you know it's it's almost like switching the brain off it's kind of going right stop 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 Mm -hmm. do you get that at all or is it a
1: you mean specifically with sleep
0: well i suppose i mean even just switching off in general especially when you you know it's like a yeah like a wheel once you get it wound up it's kind of going right we need to <laughs>
1: right to well st- talking talking about flow state I think that that's an interesting those are that's kind of an in- interesting coupling of ideas because mm. for me like meditation is very hard you know I think meditation is hard for everybody it's just hard for me to sit still and 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 try to focus on my breathing you know like it's just hard sure. um, but if I incorporate something like Workout, or like even just throwing a ball or bouncing a ball on the ground mm. um, It's a lot easier for me to focus on get focused on that as opposed to all of the thoughts that are swirling around inside my head, so um, Yeah, I think that that is important mm. I think that I've also sort of just out of necessity learned to live in a state of constant ideation and Ideas that are just nonstop, and things, and worries, and fears, and all of the stuff just in there, and just deal with it, sure. <laughs> and operate um, amongst it almost. But I, I would love to experiment more and explore more uh, meditative state, and 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 how I think, you know, what I think that could do for my creativity.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, it's an interesting. Tell me, that, I mean, take me back in terms of you know, you were saying the year-long project. Yeah. What what inspired that? What? what? Yeah, I mean, that
1: was really, um, there's two main inspirations. One, uh, external one was Casey Neistat. You know, I thought I'd be good at it. I thought it could be a cool, just a cool project. I liked the idea of it. Sure. Um, The more intrinsic and internal motivation for it was, you know, as someone with ADHD, um, I was the type of person that Uh, my teachers in, in, when I was younger, would always say, um, he's got so much potential. Mm -hmm. You know, and I always took that as a bit of like a jab, but where it's like, he's got so much potential, but like, he's not reaching it. And uh, whether they meant that or not, um, I think, also, you know, just through, even through college, like I actually got very good grades, but I was always putting in the minimum amount of effort sure. to be able to get to get good grades and, and do well. And then even in my first job, right, it mm. was like I wasn't, my heart wasn't in it and I was putting in the minimum amount of effort to be able to keep it. Mm. And I just wanted to prove to myself like, no, I'm the type of person who can put in maximum effort and, uh, and really do something, like really do something that that I think is hard and that other people think is hard and crazy mm. and weird sure. and, and get out there and really do it. And uh, so I wanted to prove that to myself, that I was capable of, of a year long. Because that's the other thing, like, you know, I get an idea um, and, and I can start it and just completely abandon it. You know, sure. like it's easy, so easy for me to abandon a project. So I just wanted to know, like am i the type of person who can get an idea and stick with it
0: sure which is hard with the adhd yeah you know it's this thing so how was it i mean going through it all
1: it was wonderful hmm. absolutely wonderful yeah i was just and it was it was the the main reason it was wonderful is because of the kind of sense of purpose fulfillment okay. that i was getting you know sure. I, I um i felt like i was encouraging people to to get out and, and try things and do things even if they're scared to do them, mm. or, and that was, you know, I'm, a, I'm an encourager that I think that comes from like my salesiness, right? I, sure. I would like to encourage action, and I felt like I was doing that every single day.
0: Mm. So do you, do you need to be bouncing off or getting some feedback? I mean or can you be isolated?
1: Uh, it's hard to say, you know, I'd like to say that I would be fine without any feedback, hmm. but like since I don't live in that state and it's in, almost impossible to live in that state now, sure. unless like I go and become a monk and just like make make <laughs> stuff and put it on a hard yeah. drive, right? Stick, um, a, stick
0: a hard drive in the post, and right, I right, just maybe never, never get the
1: feedback, right? <laughs> that's a cool, that's a cool project there. but. Um, it's hard to say. I, I would like to think that I'm the type of person who could do what I do without any sort of feedback, but I get, I'm getting constant feedback. You know, I'm on Twitter all the time, sure. um, just talking and mm. reading comments on YouTube. And
0: how do you find thing. that? I mean, is it, because I mean, it's, it's weird that somebody in the other side of the world can get directly to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird and amazing. Yeah, it's, sure. it's mostly beautiful, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, there are times when it's, it can really derail What you're trying to do that day, you know, and I can start thinking about um, whatever the topic is and how I should respond and if it if it deserves my attention. Like it it can just be very distracting. Sure, I think that's the biggest thing. It can be very distracting. So, um, you know, for me, I uh, I don't have the internet in my office currently. Okay, um, which is really funny because like everything that I do is (laughs) on the internet. Um, But yeah, just that's
0: intentional, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, just putting my phone aside and saying, okay, right now I'm editing, you know, like, or right now I'm going out and I'm shooting this video. Well, okay. And, uh, and that, some of those like hard boundaries are, are really helpful for me.
0: Sure, sure. It's, it's kind of weird you're saying, you, you, you're saying earlier back, I mean, you almost hate the system, you want to break the system. Yeah but yet choose to sort of put a system or a structure around yourself, or a boundary right. around yourself as right. well.
1: As long as it's a self-created, self-imposed okay. <laughs> system, i It's in. your boundary, If yeah. it's my system, <laughs> I'm good with it. If it's your system, like, nah, we're breaking that
0: thing. Sure, sure, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I love it. Um, in terms of uh, your own mindset, I mean, how, how do you, I mean, do you, do you actively work on that or is it just something that comes to you naturally?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I actively work on it. I think, um, you know, everybody views me externally as, as an extremely positive person. Um, but in reality, I have a lot of negative thoughts. Like people see me as an optimist. I think in reality, I'm much more of a realist or even at times a pessimist, but Mm -hmm. it's just, I'm actively choosing to, like okay there's negative outside in the world around me it's coming Mm. into my brain am i going to let it take me there am i going to try to choose to be positive through it um and and you know i always just talk about trying to find silver linings
0: Mm. um would you go so i mean is that a is that an inner critic or is just is it just negative chatter or what way would you define it
1: um I I mean, I definitely have, I feel like everybody on YouTube has this inner critic where we're constantly thinking, uh, man, this isn't good enough. Okay. This definitely isn't good enough to
0: Is that your voice or is that...?
1: Yeah. No, that's my voice. Yeah. 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 Like, and it's not even that I'm thinking it, like I literally know that it is not good enough. Okay. Um, It's just uh, the louder voice or the voice that I choose to listen to louder is it is good to, to post and put out and publish things that are not good enough. Okay. Like, I, um, we talk a lot about perfectionism mm. and, um, you know, how do you overcome perfectionism so that you're able to get a video out there on the internet or, you know, get a project published? True. And, for me, I, I am a 100% a perfectionist. Okay. It's just we all choose what we're going to be perfectionistic about, right? So for me, when I was daily vlogging, I decided to apply my perfectionism to a video must go up every single day. Okay. That's what must be perfect. The vi- so therefore, the video isn't going to be able to be perfect.
0: Okay, that's clever.
1: Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like a little bit of brain hacking of like well wow. how do I use something that has been a limitation for me it's the same thing that I've done with ADHD how do I use something that could be a limitation as more of a, a,
0: a power. Mm, that makes sense and in terms then so I mean you know and I listen I recognize a lot of those those um, traits really you know but do you feel like you are now you on video? Does that make sense? Are you mm. are you in alignment with you? And yeah, I, yeah,
1: yeah. It took me 114 <clears throat> day- days of daily vlogging I <laughs> okay. feel like I like posted that 114th video, and I'm like, yeah, like that's my voice, that's me, that's who I want to be, and that's who I want to come across on a good day. That's sure. who I am, right? Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm deaf. I think I have like 600 something videos on my YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm pretty good at. Um, both things. If I just need to feel like I need to sit down and just be real and be myself on camera, I can do that. Sure. Or if I feel like what this video needs is the side of me that is XYZ, I'm pretty good at, at putting that person out there. Okay. But yeah, so just in broad strokes, answer your question, I feel like I found my voice at video 114.
0: Mm. Do you like your voice?
1: Yeah, I do. Do you like yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I love myself.
0: That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's a good place to be. Yeah. It always is. So, I mean, in talking about fire in the belly, I mean, what would you say fire in the belly is for you?
1: Fire in the belly is that thing that you have to, it's at at the core of everything, right? It's the thing that you, it's, I don't want to call it a muse because I don't really like that word, but it's the thing that you are going to pursue Hmm. come
0: hell or high water. Sure. And it is that. I mean, it because when you were talking about your, you know, your your blog, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's just non conditional. Mm-hmm. It's a year long project. That's it. Yeah. You know, that it's that certainty which I'm, I was sort of very curious about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I. That's what I wanted, and I and I wanted more than more than wanting that. I wanted to be the type of person who does the things that they want yeah you know it is like that's like even higher it was even higher than the project was like i want to be the type of person who can have an idea and execute on it
0: sure sure and would you say would you say you're understood
1: oh that's that's a great question i um i think that any time you post something on the internet it's an invitation to be misunderstood Mm. um so i would say yes and no. you know there there are people who understand the majority of me sure. what it is to be me sure <laughs> and there I think maybe more people who mm. who misunderstand mm. most everything that I say and do and make. Um, but yeah I'm you know I'm constantly trying to just become better understood and, sure. and communicate more clearly. It's what it really comes down to and and maybe even more than communicating more clearly is, get better at analyzing, okay, what is my message in this piece, or in this tweet, or in this photo, or sure. whatever it is, what is my message, and how will it be misunderstood, mm. and then how can I uh, you know, proactively uh, counter that misunderstanding ahead of time, so okay. I don't have to go back and be like, well, what I really meant was, yeah. how can I get the message out there in a more clear form right from the get-go?
0: Hmm. That makes sense, um, in terms of, uh, advice to your younger self. Mm-hmm. What would you, what would you say, or even to other people as well? I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think um, em- embrace your weirdness. You know, <laughs> okay. embrace what makes you you, and 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 don't shy away from that. I, and you know, it's like that's really just like a coded way of saying like, you do you, you know, you yeah. be you, which is a cliche, right? Um, so I hate that it is that, but it, it, it was very important for me to, to start to sort of realize and come to grips with, okay, I'm different than a lot of people. I mm-hmm. don't fit in the way a lot of people do, but that's a strength, that's not a weakness. Mm-hmm. And um, embracing that and, and kind of just, I think the right along with that is like, quit caring, quit caring what, All of these other people think of you trying to impress them or do something for them like impress yourself do do what is going to fulfill you and fulfill your purpose and if you have this desire this passion like pursue that thing with all your heart and that will and and let the cookie crumble as it will around you right Um, I don't mean to say don't care what anybody thinks of you. Like for me, it's very important what my wife thinks of me. And mm-hmm. I think you should have a small group of people okay. that you you care strongly about their opinions, and if they raise a red flag or something, you're gonna you're gonna actually grapple with it. Sure. But some random person, um, you know, from Australia mm-hmm. who comments on a video and says whatever, mm-hmm. so you just you gotta you know, like Useful. that stuff. You don't grapple with that at all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's got to, got to move on. Yeah. So tell me, how do we how do we uh, follow you? Hit you up? Where's Where's the yeah. best place to go to?
1: Best place is probably Twitter. That's where I talk. Okay. That's where I talk the most. You okay. know, So if you have questions or if you want to chat, Twitter, uh, which is at Cody Warner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same on Instagram, on YouTube, uh, you can just type in the search bar Cody Wanner and you'll find me.
0: Brilliant. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. And, yeah, Pete, thanks uh, get, so much. Get yeah. rested and uh, look forward to hearing you speak tomorrow. as Will isn't? do. Can't wait. Thank you. Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without a great guest taking the time to share their personal journeys. And by the way, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true Fire in their Belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly and be the mightiest version of you.